Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I wanted to start this episode a little bit differently this time because I wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you that have listened to the episode with our first guest, Annie Rawlings. I have had so many messages and so many comments over the last few weeks about how much you have all taken from it. I've had so many stories about how you've put these little tips or little exercises into action with your horses and the difference that it has made. And I'm so excited that so many of you have taken so much from this episode. Now we have loads more guests coming up and I cannot wait for you to hear them, to hear their approaches, to hear their philosophies on how they train their horses. This episode though is gonna be a carry on from our episode with Annie. And we have taken three of your questions and we have put them to Annie and we've asked her what she would do if she had this horse or this rider in with her for training or for lessons. Now, Annie and I do this a lot. We'll bounce ideas back and forward. We might ask each other what they would do with different horses just to kind of help us learn more from each other as much as kind of where we learn in our lessons with our own instructors. These questions, though, vary hugely. They're going to be questions from dealing with a problem on your horse in your training or in your competing to more off the horse things like mindset or preparing for shows. My hope with this though, like with our guest interviews, is that you take lots from them, obviously. I want you to learn as much as you can and be able to take as many exercises and tips and new things to try with your horses. But I also hope that it gets you thinking about all the different ways to approach a problem. All the riders and trainers that we're going to have on here are all going to have slightly different approaches. They're going to have a slightly different philosophy. Now, the overarching themes may be really similar, but what they do and how they do it is going to differ. And it may give you that little light bulb moment about a different way of doing things or a different approach or a different way of thinking 
that you may not have thought of trying before. No way is necessarily better than another, but there is going to be a way that works best for you and your horse. So again, thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. And I really do appreciate it. And we have had so many new members to the podcast and to the kind of training platform and our social media. And I really do appreciate it. And I really hope that you enjoy this episode and take as much from it as you can with this episode too. So we have the wonderful Anne-Marie Rawlings back on the podcast. For those of you that (laughs) haven't listened to our last episode, go and listen to that first because we spoke for ages about horses, training, training philosophies, riding, sales, and loads of really heartfelt moments as well. I thought it was really sweet. (laughs) We are back. Thank you very much for having me. And again. Again. (laughs) So what we're going to do, this is this is the first time we're going to be doing this. We're we found we found we asked for questions from our Instagram followers and the people who follow us on Facebook. Um, and basically we've got three questions, three kind of experiences or dilemmas or training issues people are having. And Annie and I are just going to talk about what we would do. And more than likely, we're going to have slightly different approaches and kind of talk about what we would do and how we would do it, which is pretty much what we do when we're on our own chatting anyway. But I thought it would be really interesting for you guys to all hear kind of how we'd approach these problems and just different opinions really so and also that it's so normal to have issues I mean the majority of our conversations are I can't get this quite right or I can't do this or that and then we end up in conversations about things and a lot of the time about other things as well you know like about life and business and that kind of thing so yeah about hopefully people take something from it and bounce off us a bit I think I have training issues on a daily basis like it's oh it's, my God, it's a absolutely. daily thing that I would go I'm not quite sure how to work with this I'll try this I'll try this try this oh that's and then, then, yeah and then you go okay well this tomorrow I'll approach it a different way or oh absolutely you know you can't Rome wasn't built in a day you can't always fix every single problem in a day it's it's recognizing the problems at first are the first step yeah definitely um, to working it out and sometimes what you think is the problem actually is is just a you know a symptom it's not the cause and that's what I think is so hard about horses is that so often we will see something as being a training issue or see something that's a problem and actually that is the symptom of a slightly bigger problem or a slightly more basic problem and it's trying to kind of unpick everything and work out where the problem's coming from in the first place and ultimately that only comes from experience it only comes from trying different things making mistakes getting it wrong trying again finally in the right way I'll never forget being at the nationals the winter nationals with um in the small tour and Amy Woodhead I was chatting to about my test and you could tell she wanted to say something I've known Amy since I was really little and I was saying about you know the changes and I couldn't really keep them you know up in the bridle and I found it a bit tricky to keep that (laughs) <laughs> and I went go on say what you want to say and she went are you going to actually canter tomorrow or are you going to do that weird trantering thing that you were doing today 
And I went, oh. And then actually someone else said the same thing to me. I think it was Andrew said the same thing to me because he helped me. My dad was away at an international. And I went, you're not going to keep his head up if you don't canter. Oh, right. Okay. Next day I cantered and his head was up. Self-carriage was there. So it's, you know, we all miss things. And I'm thinking this is the issue. No, something else completely. So we all have it. We all go through the same things. It's always the way. Absolutely. So our first one then is from Annie and she has said, Annie, <laughs> get that. Oh, so there go. It she, wasn't me. It wasn't Annie. <laughs> she hasn't sent him her own problem to be answered no, by. No, I haven't. <laughs> someone, please, will someone fix my issue? <laughs> so a different Annie has said, my horse is really heavy in my hand. He's also really lazy. And I've been to trainers that have said that I need to do suppleness work. Interesting. Um, but it seems to make him go slower. Is there anything you'd suggest I can do in my schooling to help make him easier to ride? My legs and arms just ache when I ride. Transition! <laughs> Within the pace and also I would say... Sorry, do you want to take this one? No, you <laughs> go first and then I'll, I'll add anything. So, for me, I would say a lot of people with lazy horses myself included when I was learning how to ride them um they were one of my biggest struggles tend to you should keep using your leg quite a lot so I would say try and let your lower leg hang loose and then when you tap them with your leg quite a slight I always say like tick tick like you and that is more how you want to use your leg wake them off of that and then if they don't listen you can use a slightly sharper leg but you have to get them to go off the aid you want to give them. You can't keep giving heavier and heavier aids and then carrying them around. So I would say that, and I would also say doing that, you know, in walk, trying your best not to sort of, you know, a horse is, they have their, their sort of length and you can lengthen it and shorten it a little bit. And I always say a little bit about concertinaing them will make a lazy horse a little bit quicker, you know, by that, I mean not throwing everything out the front end as soon as you create it, not holding, but just, you know, being there, making sure you have thinking about a little bit of a rhythm in the walk you have in the front leg. And thinking as you go into trot that they've got to trot from their hind leg, they're not allowed to pull themselves along with their front legs. Um, so I personally at first would recommend walk, trot, walk, trot, walk, trot transitions um, to get the, and just making sure that you're getting them a little bit more reactive off of your leg. Then I would also say, um, if they really don't react to that, it is not a bad thing to chuck your hands, throw, push your hands forward and give them a good old kick and a gallop. Then they've really got a gallop out of you and then bring them back and do it again. It's sometimes a bit waking them up out of their little bubble that they've gotten themselves into. Um, and again, that's sort of stages. So you first try a softer leg, you try this, you try that. And then if they don't listen, come on, wake up and then bring them back again. I would also, with if if you're trying to do the, get this first, if you're trying to do the lateral work, ride the lines you're going to ride in your lateral work and think a little bit forward to trot first and then introduce it a little bit. Because without the forward momentum, there's no sideways. So try and work on that and then introduce a little bit of lateral work. You know, you don't have to go from A to B like you would in a test. 
you don't have to I say A to B but obviously we mean other letters um you know at first you can do a cup if you're wanting to introduce the lateral work you know do a meter or so of, of sideways and then straight line forwards out of it do a few more meters just keep introducing the the forwards within the lateral work it doesn't have to be have to all happen at the same time um so I say there are a few exercises for me and also I would say when you different horses have to warm up differently so you may find that your horse actually you need to let him be a little bit at the beginning and let him have a good old walk good old canter then come back to putting him together doing the transitions so and some horses are better doing longer in walk at first so just work play with a few different things and work out what works for you but I would definitely say his or her reaction within the transitions would be the most important thing for me. You know, that you're able to use a lighter leg and get a better reaction each time. Sorry, go for it, Jess. <laughs> I just think it's, it's a little bit like what we were saying before of kind of the problem that you feel in your training. And I think for her, she's feeling the problem is the contact being too heavy and that they're trying to do all this suppleness work. And for me, from a training perspective, I would be looking at this going, okay, that's great. But I wouldn't be able to tick off and say your rhythm's yeah, yeah, there yet. And if you think about the scales of training, rhythm's your first one. And if the rhythm and tempo isn't there, I wouldn't even be bothering about how the contact feels and how the suppleness feels. Because at the moment, she can't increase and decrease the tempo. So I completely agree. I would be doing transitions. But I think it's really hard because we all know the feeling of when you ride a lazy horse and you know that if you take your leg off they're gonna stop yeah actually you've got to take that first step and take your sometimes leg yeah that's got because to happen. I think and I would say as well in the work that sort of we said to do it it's all about getting them so their hind legs are doing a bit more and in turn their wither will come up a little bit more and then they won't be ha using the hand almost as a fifth leg as a support yeah, so definitely yeah and I think it's it's one of those things that I think as soon as you start and you take your leg off for the first time and your horse will skid to a stop probably and then you give them that kick and put them into that forward trot again they start to understand because I think it's really easy for the horse to click in that kick kind of means keep going at the same speed and you yeah. take your leg off actually means stop and they aren't the correct days our kick needs to mean they need to go faster so if you put your legs also, out, yeah they they have to keep going without us constantly yeah which isn't always easy no. at all and it, and it does take time but I think if you can fix that first and you can get to a stage where you're not having to work so hard to actually keep him or her forward I think it's him him keep him forward then you've got to a stage where actually he's using his hind leg a bit more then the front end can come up. Then you can start to think about the suppleness. Then the contact comes in and you're kind of on your way. But if the tempo and the rhythm isn't there, you, you're just going to be yeah. stuck the whole time and fighting the whole time. And it just ends up being exhausting, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think persevere a little bit and trust your feel slightly. You know, it's not going to be, you'll have a, a slight um, progression in one session but it's not going to be fixed in one session so just trust the process you know it's it, it's repetition yeah and think about the reaction you're getting not so much the speed 
if that makes sense you still want to be going forwards but the reaction from your leg yeah and that's the main thing every single time you put that leg on they need to react forward and if they don't you need to be there to show them the reaction that you want and that can be a pony club kick it can be messy it doesn't lead to look nice but every single time you put that leg on they've got to react and it's being really consistent with that yeah which takes a lot of discipline but it can make a huge difference it's a little bit that old saying of uh, ride a hot horse with your leg on and a lazy horse with your leg off it's to make them that little bit more reactive is there anything else you want to add there are you happy the only other thing I would say is you could maybe try and shorten your sessions a little bit like sometimes I think with lazy horses doing really short and by really short I mean like 20 minute sessions yeah I would agree just doing really short firing off the leg and then stop I think can be really beneficial and at first don't don't be like oh I've got this reaction in my first session so now I'm going to try and make it do leg yard and half pass and stuff and travel no be happy thank you you've given me what I asked you a little bit good job that were real ask and reward yeah reward and stop when it's good don't keep going and keep going keep going thank you going like all of us have we get greedy yeah so our next question then is from Sarah and she has said I have just bought a four-year-old and I've never really done babies before this is one for you is there anything you would suggest that I do differently in terms of training but also with how many times I ride them and what other things I should be doing with them in between. Whatever you do, they have to think forwards. And that doesn't mean gallop around the school every time, but their first reaction to everything needs to be forwards. And, you know, I don't know if they're a bit hotter off the leg or a bit a, a bit less reactive. Um, but something I have learned also through mistakes, many mistakes is, they the first thing is they've got to think forwards they can't be thinking for a second about back there um and I would say as well you know depending on the horse a bit of variety in the work you know lunge work I lunge with them the ropes that uh, go over their back over their withers and then in between their front legs think that's quite good because they have to stretch but they also have to carry themselves because if not they're going to fall in a heap and they're not tied down which is quite nice um you know they're encouraged to stretch long and low but they haven't got anything they can lean on um and I would say give yourself the time find yourself someone that you feel comfortable with a trainer to sort of check in like I said you know I have said to Jess before sometimes when I go back for a lesson it's because I feel like all my tools have fallen out the toolbox I need someone to help me put them back in it's just checking sometimes giving yourself the confidence that you're on the right track and but keep it interesting enough that you know you're changing the rain you're popping in circles you're doing some transitions things like that and then but be safe the biggest thing on young horses that is that you feel comfortable and that they in a way don't always get too clever um I want to say get too comfortable of course you want your horse comfortable but you know you you want to give them enough that they're they've got something to do and you know try some pole work try all that sort of lunging over poles all that kind of thing you know it's it's good for them to find their own feet and work out what they've got to do so yeah but definitely get a good trainer that is experienced with young horses that can give you a hand and even if it's once a month it's just 
set, just double check you're in the right direction. I still do the same. So that would be my advice. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think. Do you agree? Yeah, I think if I have anyone come to me with a youngster, I think what I always, the first question I always ask is what what do you want the end product to look like? And I think that's always quite interesting because if you want your young horse to be really easy to hack or be really secure in a competition arena or I don't know, go to Grand Prix or the opposite, just be at prelim. All of that kind of information is going to change very much what you do with that horse as a four year old. Yeah. Because I think if you're wanting the horse to be really secure and confident in different atmospheres, then you can start that. Okay, you're not going to get on them and take them to a competition in the first week you have them. But you can start to get them comfortable in different environments. You can hack them. You can do all this sort of thing. Go somewhere where you can put them in lunch first. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, no, I agree. There is this thing around, we've kind of spoke about this in the last episode of kind of don't be afraid to lunge them. Like if they, if you think oh, it's going to give absolutely. you more confidence, normally it's good for them. It's much better than having a bronc round while you're on top. Don't be afraid to give them a lunge if you need to. And equally, I think there's not a, well, for me, with the young horse classes, I tend to be, and I appreciate that people are a little bit different. And if you're thinking of selling it, then it's possibly a different story. But for me, the young horse classes, I think if your horse is there and they're at that level, then great. It's good experience. But if they're not there, I wouldn't push a horse to do No, that. and go and do a prelim or a novice. Go and, you know, you don't have to go and do, you have young horse class, young horses, and then you have other ones. Doesn't, yeah. you know, my dad's current Grand Prix horse got an awful mark as a five-year-old you know it doesn't mean they're not going to do it um and also the lunging thing it's not always letting them go ballistic on the lunge that's education as well you know reacting to you and all that kind of stuff it's all education so just give yourself and them the best chance to be the best they can be yeah and I think it's especially if you're having this horse I mean I I don't know she hasn't really said what she's wanting to do with it but if this is your kind of lifetime horse that you're wanting to train all the way through it's a really long journey and I think on that journey it's so easy especially if you're riding on your own a lot to get caught up or distracted by different things and kind of accidentally veer off the path a bit of where you Mm. want to be going and that's I think why I completely agree with you that the training sessions and having a coach that you go to on a regular basis whether that's monthly weekly fortnightly whatever is really important because that coach's job then is just to draw you back and keep kind of centering you on that path up to wherever it is that you want to go yeah absolutely is there anything else you wanted to add for that one have fun yeah enjoy it try and enjoy it you know like you just enjoy the small wins because like you said it's a long old journey and don't get into that whole game of oh my this horse is better than my horse or this and that's the horse you've got so you go and enjoy it and have fun and every horse develops differently like you see especially in the young horse classes you see some four-year-olds that go around looking like they're eight and equally you see some that just haven't matured as quickly and that's totally fine and those horses both really 
could end up being really successful Grand Prix horses. So it's not really, they're going to grow, they're going to change. You're going to have days where actually you bring them out and they are feeling a bit not great or having a bad day or things like that. And that's just horses. And don't be afraid to kind of just keep reading them, ride the horse you've got on the day, not the horse you know they were a week ago, a month ago, whatever. Yeah. Because just... that's the main thing I'd say with young horses. They do change quite quickly and it's really rewarding because they learn and come on so quickly, but they can also take a few steps back very quickly. So just like Jess said, ride the horse you've got on the day and enjoy it. And it's fun. I love young horses. It's so rewarding and you get so many like little wins. I love them some days. I don't love them other days. Yeah, the nice ones. But you do get so many little wins. And also I think the main thing, don't be afraid to ask for help. You may not need it, but every now and again, just ask for some help. And sometimes it's quite nice to just have someone on the ground just to give you their opinion. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be like a train or anything like that, but sometimes just riding with someone and this is the same thing. Well, I have it. I don't know if you have it. If you're on one that is really feisty or really fresh, and then someone walks me in and I'll do a lap in the arena and I'm like, okay, I'm clipping. I'm like, but will you stay in here? what are they going to do? But it gives you the confidence. I'm like, what exactly did I think they were going to do? Run in and catch me if I fell. But it gives you that confidence of having someone there. Oh, it does me anyway. I have. So, so Chantelle is our yard manager and she's been with us for, she, she's been with us for absolutely years. And she's been with me through my junior horses, my young rider horses, all the babies, all the sales horses, everything. And she, we've got a really good routine now that if, I sit on a horse that I'm not sure of, a bit of a baby, I've had some time off, whatever. She will just shout instructions at me. And she's not like, I train her, but she will just say, serpentine here, circle here, do this. And it just keeps my brain really busy. And yeah, it's just a thing. It works quite well. So, you know what, it's whatever works for you. And I think I've had quite a lot of that with people who are quite nervous when they've come for lessons and things. And that does work. You know, some people need quieter approach and some people need you know keep the brain busy but yeah it does always make me laugh I feel so much more confident when there's someone there but what would they do yeah catch my horse okay yeah great it's that feeling of I'm not going to leave the arena because they're stood in the door (laughs) oh dear but yeah enjoy it I love four-year-olds have fun don't put pressure on it just enjoy it Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, this is our last question then, which 
this is an interesting one. I'm really interested in your opinion of this one. So it says, this is more, it starts with, this is more of a dilemma than a question. And I was like, oh, I know this is going to be a good one. We love a dilemma. We love a dilemma. So it says, there is a judge that is always at the venue closest to me and she always marks everyone really low. She's a really well-respected judge who's also an international judge and is always marking everyone a good 2% lower than I usually get with anyone else at another venue. It's a really nice venue, but I always leave feeling really deflated after. Would you suggest I don't go anymore or stick it out? Oh, I would stick it out. If it's not what you're getting with everyone else, if you like, do you know what? If the show venue's a nice venue and it's got a good cafe, I'll take the bad. Well, not bad judge, but, you know, I'll take the... It's, it is really deflating. But also, on the other hand, if you're going and you know this judge is judging, you're going in knowing that it's going to be quite critical is that always negative is very different to critical so is that always a bad thing um but i so personally i would say stick it out from personal experience depending on the judge if they're extremely negative then then it's not very constructive to you but the the decision would hinge for me on how does it affect my confidence and my belief in myself and my horse if the cake's not worth it then I would say you have to follow that that's more of an indicator of you know if you're going to come away a bit deflated that's rubbish I know that's rubbish but it's okay but if it's going to affect you for a week and for the next time you go to compete then you have you have to sort of assess it that way really um and I absolutely hate to break it to you, but you're not always going to agree with the judges. And I'm the first person that's like, oh, so-and-so's judging today. Yay. Or, oh, God, they don't like me. And it's not that they don't like you. It's just, you know, they're, it, it is a sport based very much on opinion and knowledge. But some people like blonde hair. Some people like dark hair. Some people prefer this. So you're more inclined. So there's only so much that technical aspects can can do um but that would be my advice is how much does it affect your confidence and belief in yourself and your horse and then you have to assess it from there and always take it as a positive of well I still managed to get this score so and they're extremely critical so with a judge that's more forgiving would I get xyz so yeah I don't know how you feel about that Jess. yeah I think it's really interesting because I think she's this this judge I don't know who this judge is but they're marking everyone two percent lower and if they're an international judge they're presumably in their heads marking with a much higher ideal much yeah. yeah and I think that's not necessarily a bad thing because actually what you're getting is a really experienced eye I think when it becomes a problem is and I think where I would base it more off is actually what the comments are if all yeah. the comments are very negative and not very helpful, then I would say, okay, well, that's not going to be very beneficial for you. But if the comments are actually really helpful and really directing you as to what you need to do to improve, but she's marking everyone 2% lower, then I don't really see that as a problem. 
The yeah. only negative of it is obviously if you're trying to qualify for something, but then you just go and do another test again. But if you're coming second on 70% or coming second on 68%, it's not really... I wouldn't see it as that much of a problem. I guess it depends on why you're doing it because if you're if you're competing to get a measure of your training and see what the judge is saying, so let's say you've been working on improving your contact and you want the judge to either comment positively on your contact or make sure you get no comments that say it's inconsistent or something like that, then it's about the comments. But yeah, if you're going out to get a certain mark, which... I don't necessarily think is a good thing to do in the first place, but then that's probably the reality sometimes of qualifying. Yeah. It is a hard one because I think it's one of those things that, yes, in an ideal world, we all love those judges. And I <laughs> I have to say, I have had a few recently where I've taken a horse out to compete and there have been, I've come out and there have been some really big errors that the judges haven't picked up on. Yeah. And there have been some really big things that I may have started my shoulder in with way too much angle and then reset it and been fine the rest of the time. But the judge hadn't picked up on that moment where I had the major reset. So I still got a seven and a half. And it's all those times where I think, oh, great, because actually I've still come away with a really good mark. But actually then when I go to a regionals a premier league or something like that and i've suddenly got three judges or five judges yeah suddenly it's an issue and i would much prefer to know my local show what i need to do to improve and almost be more critical there where it doesn't really matter so much than to suddenly have a bit of a drop to earth and a bit of a crisis because yeah everyone's been really lovely at the local shows but not actually picked up on any thing to work on yeah exactly and I think it's that whole you know what you're going there for um and hopefully you would pick up you know you you picked up your mistakes or the blips or the errors um so then it was a good schooling exercise anyway because you know from experience when you've got more judges you're not going to get away with it part of me does think there are plenty of times we don't get away with it so be thankful for the times you do <laughs> And we um, never complain when we do get away with it. It's when we don't or when they pick up on things that we maybe didn't realise that it's a bit more frustrating. But Oh, no, the most frustrating thing for me is six, 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 <laughs> six. No comments. When you can, then no comments and sixes. And I'm like, I can hear you from your judge's box. They definitely gave me loads of sixes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's, well, what, what can you think about the positives that you're taking away from it as well and weigh up them against the against the negatives and and decide yourself I think the comments are probably the most if I think for me if the comments were still really good and they might not be all positive but actually if they're giving you a really clear idea of what you need to go away and work on I would see that as a really good thing if the comments are just negative and not really giving you your idea of what you need to work on or no comments at all even worse then yeah I then I would maybe try different venue and see if the comment, yeah. the comment for me are probably the thing that I would probably base it off of more maybe than the marks but yeah I think that's definitely valid and the placing as well yeah. where you're at in class and that kind of thing so yeah that's yeah I would agree 
with you there? We have agreed very much, Johnny. I was going to say, look us agreeing. Because we do definitely, I think we've had this conversation before, that we do have very different focuses when we train in terms of I almost oh, yeah. focus on the basics almost too much. And sometimes I need you or someone else to kind of push me a bit to say, and it's not even so much yeah and it's not even so much that I don't focus on the basics but I don't I definitely need to be more disciplined with it but it's knowing that next stage where you're like right okay now it's time to really crack on and be like test riding this you know that that type of thing and introducing a bit more power that kind of thing I think is more and I think we've had it as well before of if you've come to try horses at mine for clients you've actually said I've almost given you a bit of confidence because I've been like come on Jess just get on and do it and then you're like oh okay I can do it and I'll best do it and I'm like come on yeah try this try that because I know them so well and it's the same for you like when I call you thinking oh my god I've just what am I doing and then it'll be like the sort of tough love chat but completely understanding where the other comes from like you have given me so much confidence in going out and training 100% because you actually kind of said just do that mm. okay <laughs> and then I'd get a message at the end of the day have you advertised yet or not oh yeah okay let's do that <laughs> but it is you know like pushing each other in the right mm. in the right ways really yeah definitely so I thought that was quite a success. I think we've, I it think was. it's actually been really interesting to hear your points of view on the same, because obviously we have a lot of conversations about what we do, like we get horses in and I might think, oh, I might do this with this horse. But then I chat to Annie and she actually has a totally different approach that actually works better and things like that. So I think it is really handy to be able to bounce ideas and realize that there are loads of different approaches towards and it helps both of us are you know a lot of our horses we have our competition horses but a lot of them are sales based so we both have a lot of the same experiences with clients and oh well have you tried this because it makes them a little bit you know the clients really like it or we've tried doing even sales videos and things like that all in a different way or adapting them to what people are actually asking and wanting more of I think that's um just different perspectives on things as well I think has really helped and I think both of us are very open to each other's opinions so I think it's quite unusual in terms of obviously you get a lot of professional riders that have their yard of horses but actually in the jobs that we do our job is literally to sit on horses we don't know that we've never sat on before new horses every day and be able to sit on and in one session go right these are its strengths these are its weaknesses this is what I need to work on and plan out how you're going to do it and yeah then- and a lot of yeah and a lot of people are they don't quite realize you know people are on the phone going okay what how much do you think my horse is worth or what should we do here or how many clients have you got and I actually always say to people now give me a week for to get to know the horse and set let the horse settle because I don't want to give them an unfair evaluation or anything like that and I just want to get to know them with their quirks and good bits and you know you might get on a horse one day and it feel completely different the next day so it's just getting to know them so that we can match them the best with the right people yeah definitely thank you so much for coming on again I really appreciate oh, well, it well thank you so so much for having me it's fun <laughs> and actually learning a lot from bouncing off of each other again and certain scenarios and yeah it is really good I think if you can if you can find someone that 
and that's what I really appreciate about us like it is a very non-judgmental oh yeah like there's no judgment there's no it's just comparing and bouncing ideas off each other and if you can find someone that you can do that with then that is it's I found it a really helpful thing just even to just clear up all the ideas in my head because I think if you've ridden quite a lot of horses and you have sometimes got quite a few tools sometimes it's quite hard to actually work out what one's best and things like that and I think actually talking about it can be really really helpful to just clear it up I think that's the best way to say it as well clearing things like sometimes I'll talk to you about even if it's not a horse thing if it's a okay what's a good way to grow the yard or do this or do that and what are the things that we could be offering people that we're not or things like that or is there something I'm doing to hold myself back or just bouncing ideas off of each other you quite often come around with the idea it's still somewhere in your head but someone else has helped you pull it out of you and I think that's been that's been really really good I think we should do this again I think if anyone has any questions or dilemmas or training issues that they're kind of working on have got stuck on if you send them in and you can do it on our social media or you can message Annie um and then well, maybe we do this again and kind of yeah get more dilemmas and discuss maybe more and it doesn't even have to be directly related to training in the sense of a cup but you know even if it's something to do with nerves around everything or wanting to set up on your own or anything in the horse industry at all you know not even horses you know we can we may not be able to answer them well but we'll we'll give it a go we'll do our best we'll do our best but just want to make a real open platform for people to basically continue our no judgment to each other to everyone else and any question you may seem silly actually isn't a silly question because it educates other people and helps you know someone else might have said oh I was too nervous to ask that you know it's yeah if we don't know we'll find someone who does exactly oh we could bring more people on oh brilliant I do think you know that podcast um on Wednesdays we drink wine yeah you listen to that I think we should definitely come something like this something like that because I've had my diet taking my water and I think we need a new bottle of wine every time. Yeah. Or a new type of gin and tonic. I was going to say a gin, a new flavoured gin. Maybe that's what we'll do. We've got loads. I know I've got loads in my, in the drinks cabinet over there. We can definitely do it. Or cocktails and pizza. (laughs) Just do it in TGI with the bubblegum daiquiris. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We can take it on the road. (laughs) Before we go then, do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you on like, social media and all that side and how they can get in contact if they want to kind of book a lesson or anything like that so my instagram is a rawlins clockwork dressage but you can just find me if you search annie rawlins um i've got my personal facebook page annie rawlins and then my um yard page which is clockwork dressage um and yeah just drop me a message on any of those and then I can always give you my number or email address and we can go from there but yeah like Jess said any questions or inquiries then please just don't hesitate just message one of us and even if it's something that you kind of want to remain anonymous or you don't even want it on here you just want some advice like we would both more than happily like give you a hand or something like that like whatever you need we are yeah absolutely we're working it out as we go as well guys so just don't and 
and everyone when is <laughs> everyone is absolutely and life as well definitely just working life out as we go yeah <laughs> oh cool well thank you so much for having me that's all right thank you for coming on and we'll do it again soon definitely catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 